Can I can I win a an autographed picture of an obscure 1950s Celtics player? <laughs> you know what? I think we may have to find something like that for you uh, and give it to you just because of this momentous occasion. This is one of the most amazing situations that I ever could have think thought of. Calvin Chamberlain on a headset on CNS Radio. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, but like I said, we are giving away Celtics tickets, so maybe it does get better than that. On February 10th, Paul Pierce coming back as a member of the Los Angeles Clippers, and we will be discussing one of the Clippers players a little later in this show, so tune in for that for sure. Uh, but until then, Sealonis Radio and Tick IQ have teamed up to get you in the building into the TD Garden for that game on the 10th. All you have to do is follow Sealonis Radio on Twitter. Again, CLNS Radio on Twitter, all one word. And you're entered into the contest to win the pair of tickets. It's underway now, so again, all you have to do is follow Sealonis Radio. And Larry H. Russell is going to draw that winner at random on Celtics Beat. Like I said, in five days on Saturday, January 31st, he's going to pull that number. And uh, you're going to, if you're following Sealonis Radio, you're eligible. You may win those two tickets. And don't forget, if you don't win the tickets, you can purchase them and other sports teams' tickets, not the Patriots, which we'll get into right when I'm done with this. Uh, but you can purchase tickets to all the local sports teams when they're in season, as well as concerts and shows by downloading the Tick IQ app. That's T-I-Q-I-Q for your iPhone or Android device. And when you download that app, the first purchase you use on there with the promo code BOSTON will give you 10% off. Again, BOSTON is the promo code to use. When you download that Tick IQ mobile app, Search for it on your iTunes or Android store, T-I-Q, I-Q. All right, Calvin, I alluded to it quickly in that little read. We lead tonight with the game of all games, the the matchup of all matchups, the greatest playoff game in the history of playoff games, right? Peyton Manning against Tom Brady, 17. Did it live up to the hype? That's my first question. Before we get into actually the game itself and what happened, do you feel like that game lived up to the hype? I mean, it was a, it was a pretty good game, right? Even though it kind of wasn't at the same time. But here's here's the thing. I don't know about you, Rory, but I'm I'm not one of these people who like only appreciates offense. Like. I don't mind a, a defensive game if it's a well-played defensive game. If it's like a sloppy game that's full of turnovers or like, you know, runs up the middle where guys can't do anything. But if it's full of just great defensive plays, then I'm fine with it. And I felt like the Broncos in, you know, in the entirety of that game, I was going to say particularly in the first half, but not really. The entirety of that game, Von Miller was a dominant force. I didn't think, I mean, sure. And, and I can ask you, uh, you know, how you felt about the performance of your offensive line in that game. Probably not great, right? There are hmm. times when, when it looked like maybe guys should have been able to get back there. But Miller and, to a lesser extent, DeMarcus Ware were so dominant in that game that it was fascinating to me, despite the fact that it wasn't particularly high scoring. I always prefer a defensive battle in just about every sport. Um yeah, every sport I'd prefer the defensive battle. I'd rather see a one nothing pitcher's duel uh, in baseball. I'd rather see a, a 2 nothing shutout in hockey with a goalie standing on his head. I'd rather see a grinded-out 
field goal game no, as far oh, as football. football is concerned. Uh, and, I mean, d- defense in, in basketball, I'm not saying that I'd rather see a grinded-out game per se, but I would prefer a team that can play some great defense and really lock down when needed. And I'm, I would much rather have a team like that in, as, a, as a team I'm watching and a fan of as a basketball fan than a, than a high-flying, run-and-gun type of offense. So all around, I'd prefer defense. But I'm just talking about uh, – Peyton Manning tried to play this down, but the media was pumping this thing up as Brady Manning and that it was Manning's last stand or could have been, and now he's riding off to the Super Bowl. And I'm just – I think that that is the part that didn't live up to the hype. Peyton Manning was not good in this game, and he would probably tell you that. As expected, from from us anyway, you and I both agreed on this, Peyton Manning was not going to win the game for Denver. It was going to be their defense, and if they win the Super Bowl, it's certainly probably going to be their defense again. I don't expect Peyton Manning to outplay Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, which is what he would have to do. Uh, if Denver's defense was not playing up to par. But I think that they have a chance to win because their defense is that good. And any Patriots fan out there that is still trying to take something away from the Denver Broncos or denounce what they they accomplished because of coaching decisions on the Patriots or – Goskowski missing the extra point or just various decisions throughout the season. If you're trying to take something away from the Broncos by saying those things, then get the hell off the bus. We don't need you around here because you have to give them credit where credit is due. The Patriots didn't execute as well as they did. They had the better team. And anyone that tries to say, oh, the Patriots are still the better team, they just made bad decisions, which I've heard is is a, is a looney tune. They are, they are off in space and I those are the types of Patriots fans that make me wish I wasn't living in New England and having to listen to this crap for weeks. So just just to be clear, you want to make sure Denver gets its credit, but not Peyton Manning. Is that is that accurate? Would that be an accurate representation of you here? I don't know. I, I don't want Peyton Manning to get the credit that would have come had he lived up to what I believe was a very hyped up game as far as going into the game as far as he was concerned. I think people were not people around here, but people on on a national scale were looking at Peyton Manning and thinking that that he would, and they're sort of dubbing him as the 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 reason for Denver or the reason that Denver was going to win the game and I didn't see it that way. So if anybody's trying to heap on Peyton Manning, heap praise on Peyton Manning, I would say back off on that too. But Denver deserves credit as a team, as a defensive scheme, as players, Von Miller and uh, Ware, you just mentioned those guys, they were unstoppable. And sure, some people up here have been making the excuse that the Patriots' offensive line stinks. You've mentioned that as well. Well, you know what? That's That just proves the point. That just proves that Denver was actually the better team. So what I'm trying to say is people have been trying to – say that it's the Patriots losing the game. It's not kind of taking that approach. The Patriots lost. Denver didn't win. BS. Denver won the game. They deserve to win. And the Patriots peed down their leg. Oh, no. Calvin, did you mute yourself, bud? It's very possible that he muted himself. So, with that, we'll let him try and maybe get himself back here. And we'll go to the call lines at 323-642-1484. 
the FanDuel toll-free call lines, as they always are here on CLNS Radio. And if uh, you like basketball like we do, you're going to love FanDuel, and I'll tell you a little bit more about it. But since I'm a little stuck here, sometimes the uh, the co-hosting doesn't work. I will go to those call lines and bring on a man I mentioned at the beginning of the show. I'm not sure if you heard it, but he definitely got the new phone number. The one and only Mad Dog up in Maine. Haven't heard from you in ages, my friend. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, it, it's um, obviously obviously Sunday didn't, didn't go as we all wanted it to go. Um, and and it's just it's just we're I'm trying to get over that, but um, but 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 overall I've been good. But I, but um, could we switch gears and talk a little bit about the um green? Um, I'm just trying to see what's going on with Calvin here. Um, we actually were not planning on talking Celtics tonight, Mad Dog. So I will for the first time. You ha- you don't know what, what our uh, topics are. Usually you pick something off our list. We actually weren't planning on it. So what do you think? Since Calvin's away for a moment, I just let you go with it. What are your thoughts on the Celtics? I heard you on the post-game show last night, but it was kind of brief. Yes, and, and we're sort of wrapping up. And, and, and by the way, it's great to have Justin back on some of these post-game shows. Oh, I love it. Um, I, I really so enjoy it. And, 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 and Rory, you've seen um, – You've seen the 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 absolutely best sports documentary of all time, which features our very own Scotty and and Justin Pullum. You've seen that, right? Right. And uh, Scotty actually was a little upset that he got taken off the uh, the lines there pretty quickly by Justin last night because we did have a few more people that we wanted to go to, and Justin was trying to uh, show our guy Max, our new guy Max, that. Uh, I mean, sometimes you can cut people off like that, but Scotty's a, a good sport, and you know he'll be back on again. But having Justin, well, yeah, well, yeah, talk, but, having but Justin is, is a big deal. He is he's such a, a smart Celtics fan, and he really knows what he's doing. And since you mentioned Celtics stuff live, I'll just give a little teaser. Uh, Justin's mentioned it already before, but John Duke is going to be joining us at some point as well over the next couple of months. So he and he and Justin are going to. Uh, do a little Celtics stuff live reunion here on CLNS Radio, so that should be fun. That's uh, that's absolutely great, and obviously the documentary that I'm referring to, which I've mentioned on the station a few, a few times, is is Return to the Rafters. Um, absolutely fabulous sports documentary, um, fe- featuring our very own Scott, Scotty and and Justin Pullen. But um, as far as the Celtics go, so they're they're now what? I think they're. Unless if they jumped up a spot last night, they're fifth in the East right now. That's right. This morning they were anyway. I don't know what any results were uh, earlier tonight, if there were any 7 o'clock games, but I can check that quickly. Okay. So just in approach, we're, we're what, about a month away yes. from the trade deadline roughly? Uh, yep. Maybe it's about a little bit a few weeks, yeah. Closer than that. So Yeah, it's just about, it's just about a, few we- a few weeks because the All-Star game is – uh, two and a half weeks away. So okay. they are right in the middle of the pack where a lot of us expected them to be, Mad Dog. Okay, so is Kelvin back on? Because I'm I'm interested in, in his opinion. Um, not yet. Not yet. We're working on it. Okay. Well, what I mentioned on the post game show last night, um, and just sort of looking uh, looking around the league. Obviously, I think that we could agree that the Celtics are not. 
are not going to win um, a championship this year. That's not going to happen. Um, but that pick right now, Brooklyn looks like they're, they're going to lose again to Miami. Um, that pick is it could be because I see I see the Celtics staying right where they are four or five whatever they could win around. But uh, I'm sort of looking at at that pick. Um, could the, uh, the uh, like what do you think of that pick, Rory? And how valuable do you think that pick is? And would you give up that pick for? Uh, uh, I mentioned well, Cousins, who I think that we ought, I think obviously anybody would, but but how? Like, do, do you think that that pick is untouchable at the deadline? Is there anybody that you would really? Well, move you know, Cal, Calvin and I actually discussed this a little bit, and he's back now. Calvin, you're, we see that you're back, and Mad Dog wanted to ask you the same question about the pick, since you uh, you have a similar pick going on with the Lakers here. But to answer the question quickly, Mad Dog, we have discussed this a little bit in the past, and. Uh, my conclusion is that I want a small forward who can score. I want a top 20 scoring small forward, if we could figure that out. Um, and if if they could figure out a way to do that, then that's that's what I would want to, to see. I want a scoring forward, a small forward in particular, a guy that can dominate the, the ball and get a clutch basket when needed, we saw that with Paul Pierce for so many years, and that's something that I miss on the Celtics. So um, I, I don't really know how valuable it is because I, I don't follow the college game as much as you do, Mad Dog. So I'm not sure. Maybe Calvin has a little bit more knowledge about it because, like I said, his Lakers are going to be looking at a pick in that range as well. What do you say, Calvin? How do you feel about that Brooklyn pick for the Celtics? Uh, I, I, you know, I feel pretty good about it. I, you you know, Mad Dog has more of a, a a knowledge of college basketball than I do, particularly at this point in the season. I haven't really gotten to the to the point where I'm I'm really looking at guys uh other than Simmons and Ingram. Uh I don't really know how deep the rest of the field is. Mad Dog, maybe you can enlighten me a little on that. But uh obviously the the, the Brooklyn pick is going to be a high pick. It's potentially a top three pick. Uh what probably top five at the worst, top five, top six. I would not move that pick unless I could get a a superstar caliber player as part of that deal. Uh, especially because they have those other two picks, they have future net picks. I think that you know the Celtics don't really need more draft picks in general. But the, if you're going to hold on to one, you obviously want to hold on to that Brooklyn pick. So barring like a Demarcus Cousins type of trade. I wouldn't. I would hold on to that pick and try to move, you know, one or more of of the many other picks you have along with that David Lee contract. Well, yeah, and and that's how I sort of feel about it. And some people have been bringing it up, that like like a potentially Kevin Love move with that pick. I would not trade 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 that pick for Kevin Love. What the thing about the Celtics is is that we're looking at really. And obviously, we all love Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, but at the stage of where their career careers were, they they made a steal with with Brooklyn for those for the for not only this year, but the Celtics have their first round picks unprotected the next the, 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 the two years following. But as far as the prospects this year, um, Ben Simmons obviously. Um, 
is 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 a great rebounder. He can run the floor. Needs to work on his shooting. That's the one thing that um, he really needs to work on. But really, um, obviously, the Heat, he's an elite prospect. Um, obviously, I've been watching Brandon Ingram every single game he's played. Um, I think that Brandon Ingram is the more complete pl- a player than Ben Simmons. The problem is with Brandon Ingram, and I'm sure that you've seen him, Calvin, he's a stick. And I don't know how physically ready he's going to be. How long is he going to take to be physically ready for this for uh, for this level? And that's the one thing thing that I worry about Brandon Ingram is sure. is that is, is that his body is just he, he's just still 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 so fit. Um, and surprise, surprise! That Mad Dog uh, thinks that Dookie is going to be a, a, a good <laughs> NBA player, but just needs to bulk up. Well, while we're on the subject, yeah. Mad Dog, how do you feel about Jaleel Okafor this year? He's been playing better recently, but. How do you feel about him uh, getting in fights on the street and just his his whole whole year? Have you been following him at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, I follow I follow all the Duke play, players in the NBA, and, and it, it really it's been. I mean, the, the, the whole thing is is that we've seen it with other athletes. You can't put yourself in, in that position. I don't know really why he's going to a nightclub. He's not 21. He should not be. In it. And, and even if he was, he should not be in Boston doing that and even when you're heckled like that you should just again again it's just it's just using self-control and um and he obviously had that speeding incident and i i really don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen with them because when Chawel mp comes back if he ever does come back they're, they're gonna have to make a decision there um but um but but obviously um him and towns have had both very very good years and um and like I said, I, I haven't watched the Lakers much, um, but I've, I've been sort of following D'Angelo Russell. It sounds like a lot of people are are not ha- are, are not happy with him. Um, but uh, but but um, it's just been he, those two have been the and and Przingis have been the top three three players so far. It, 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 it'll be certainly interesting with him to see if if the 76ers move him or not. But um. Uh, that's a question I'm going to leave you with, Calvin, because I'm very interested as a guy who follows the Lakers. Um, and, and like I said, I've seen a few Laker games. I really haven't seen um, many of them. But but the reviews on D'Angelo Russell ha- have been very negative out there. I'm just wondering what your what your overall opinion of 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 him is. Um, it because it because like I said, there there's been really there's, there's really hasn't been much positivity around him. But but guys, great to be back, to be back on the air and um and and great show and um and I'm um, have a great night, guys. All right, Mad Dog, thanks a lot, man. Calvin, what do you say, kid? Oh, it happened again. Well, I guess uh, I guess Mad Dog will have to get Calvin back on the on the air. And answer that question for you about D'Angelo Russell in just a moment. But uh, while we're waiting, I will remind everybody that this episode is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of audiobooks with more than 180,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. Audiobooks are great to listen to when you're driving or running errands or walking around somewhere, maybe seeing the sights. 
you're just on the train, in the gym, or maybe you're just hanging in your living room. For our audience members here on CLNS Radio, we're offering a free 30-day trial, which is a lot better than the single book that we were giving you before. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics and browse, like I said, 180,000 programs that you just download and listen to. It's that easy. Audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics for the 30-day free trial. One more time, audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics. Um, I will say about D'Angelo Russell that Calvin has said it in the past that they, that they have, uh, they seem to be rushing him into things here out there, um, in Los Angeles. And that might be part of the problem with Russell. Uh, so we'll see what he says when he comes back. This is one of the strangest shows that I've done in a while. But Mad Dog, it was great to hear from you, so I'm glad that you called us on the FanDuel toll-free call lines at 323-642-1484. And I'll get that one out of the way, too, because FanDuel is awesome. You can win money. That's right. We all need money at this point, per se. We all need money. Yeah. Um, and FanDuel is a good place to go get it. That's right, especially if you know basketball like we do around here. Hit me up on Twitter at Team Green Truth or CLNS Radio for that matter. Let us know what you how you, what you think about basketball and FanDuel for that matter. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right hand corner to use the code Celtics to sign up now. And if you do that, you get a special offer. FanDuel will refund all of the money that you spend up to ten dollars on leagues that you don't win. If you enter a league up to 10 bucks, and you don't win, you get your money back. That's right. Right back in your FanDuel account. So the only way to get this offer is to go to F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com and click that microphone. Use the promo code Celtics. Anyone can play. It's awesome. Win some money. Pick some players. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. And, again, the promo code is Celtics. Uh, we have him back. Calvin, perfect timing. That's beautiful. Uh what do you say to Mad Dog's question about D'Angelo Russell and the negativity that's been coming out of Los Angeles? Is that just an L.A. thing, or is it warranted? So you didn't hear any of that at all, Ray? No, we didn't hear any of your answer if you if you, uh, if you gave it to us. Let's try this headset one more time. You want to okay. unmute me on that? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I, I think I figured out what the problem was. Uh I do a lot of uh, what what might be called illegal downloading, and <laughs> I accidentally left the program open, which slows my computer down drastically. Of course so, it does. There you go. We're still learning here how to use the uh, the old computer. So uh, yeah, let's try this now. So uh, I I just ranted for two minutes on D'Angelo Russell, so it's hard for me to work back up the energy to do so again. But uh, yeah, I I think that. You know, at the time, early on in the season, D'Angelo uh, was considered a bust. A lot of Laker fans were mad at him. I had a conversation with you where I asked, you know, how soon is too soon to to start putting a label on a guy as being disappointing, especially with the way, you know, Porzingis jumped out of the gate and Okafor. But I, I think if you, if you look at the way Okafor has played uh, 
more recently or just overall, if you look at his body of work, he's he's really a liability defensively out there, just just like I worried about. And he's really slow and he turns the ball over too much. D'Angelo Russell also turns the ball over too much. But if you watch him, he's he is a very good perimeter shooter and you see the the sort of flashes of, of amazing brilliance when it comes to some of the, the court vision style passes that he's been able to make, particularly in sort of the last 15 games or so. He's 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 been improving every month of his career, and right now I like what I'm seeing out of him. All right, there you have it. There's the D'Angelo Russell answer. Mad Dog uh, is still listening, so he got his answer. And like I said earlier, thank you, sir, for calling. We appreciate it as always, and I hope the Mad Dog gets the new phone number and calls in a lot more, Calvin, because like you were saying to me earlier, uh, it is nice to hear somebody else's voice on this show besides the two of us and our frequent wonderful guest, Liz, of course. Um, Is there anything else you want to say about this AFC Championship game? We've kind of gotten off the rails here and gone a different direction, Uh, but I did my little rant, so if there's anything you want, feel free. Uh. No, I'm good. We'll talk some more football next week. Uh, I've got some Peyton Manning thoughts. Uh, just, just real quick, do you do you think that this affects the uh, the sort of legacy at all? Do you think do you think that Peyton Manning should Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl? Does that sort of tend that tide of the rivalry back in his direction? Even if even if he wasn't the dominant player, you can sort of make that argument about Brady during you know the first couple of Super Bowls he won. So yeah, well here's here's the I mean I guess it does, but Brady's gonna have. A few few more shots at it, I think. Uh, I think they're going to have a competitive team for the next two or three years, at least, and he should be around for that length of time, the way he's been playing. You never know. It could just drop off. But um, So, if anything were to or push things in Manning's direction, Brady's going to have plenty of time to to fix that and, and go back out and say, well, even though he may have performed a little bit better, I was my career was longer, and then at the end of it, I, I got it done again as well. So, like I said before the game, I don't think the legacy changes it changed really much at all. Uh, I don't think either quarterback really played well, and the only thing that I'm worried about now is if Peyton Manning comes out and makes a couple of miracle throws in the Super Bowl, and they win the game, I don't know, 17-14 or something, then people might look at him as a big reason behind that and lift him up a lot more than, than he should. Like I was saying earlier, I just don't want to give this guy too much credit. He's, he's not the player that he was, and he will be the first to tell you that. So it's not like I'm ripping him uh, because it's, it's things that he acknowledges. So he shouldn't be the focal point, but the media loves him. So he's gonna be all over TV. That didn't really work. Huh. I almost had it. No, it did not. <clears throat> almost at it on the fly there. Not so good. Not so good. Um, you know what else is not good? The way that Cleveland handled their coaching situation. Can I ask you why the hell was David Blatt hired in the first place? I didn't think that this was a good hire for them in the, when they hired him, when they did it two years ago or a year and a half ago, whatever it is. I didn't think that LeBron was going to listen to him then. I didn't think that the rest of the team was going to pay attention to him. In the first year that he was there, he was reportedly calling plays for uh, players that weren't even in the lineup at the time. They were on, they were on the bench coming out of timeouts. He hadn't made any substitutions, et cetera. 
the guy was seemingly clueless out there at, at all times and was overridden by LeBron very often. So why did it take so long to just hire the guy that they clearly wanted, even though after they hired Teron Liu, LeBron said that he didn't like to play the way that Teron Liu likes to coach. So I don't know whether this is all smoke and mirrors or what's going on here, but it just seems like another cluster in Cleveland that, that uh, a karma cluster that hopefully comes back to bite them in the ass. Well, he did it again, folks. Maybe he didn't figure out the problem. So you know what I'm going to do instead? I hope she's ready. We're going to go right on the fly here and give her a second to get her stuff together. And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they'd understand When everything's made to be broken I just want you to know who I am Hello. Hi, Liz. <laughs> How you doing? Thanks, Calvin, for screwing that up. <laughs> oh, well, actually, now he's back. He's back on the phone again. I guess maybe we'll You're stick welcome. This. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's uh, skip over the David Blatt. Actually, Calvin, answer the David Blatt situation very quickly, and we'll uh, we'll go to Liz immediately after that. Uh, instead, let's go back to that after Liz, because I have a <laughs> I have a few more details. Fine, she's here. That's great. What do you say, okay. Liz? This is this show is certainly disjointed tonight. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I have to say it's thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> That's great. Never know when Calvin's going to be there. This is fantastic. <laughs> so I I'm mean, like, I don't know if I'm going to be here for this segment. Just to let, just to yeah. free up no, you have to be. You have to be. Wow. You have to be here because this is a game. And I made this like I don't know a month ago, and by made it I mean I read this list of things and I was like oh, I'll just make this into a game and it's been like sitting sitting in the planner because I, I have a planner dedicated to this show just this show it's been in there go okay. on okay so this you're segment both... is so fun <laughs> by the way I read your write up of CW on BTR uh-huh. And laughed out loud at the end. Oh, good. Because Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Okay, so um, Rory can attest to this, but all of our guy friends really love Seinfeld, including both of you guys, right? You like Seinfeld? Are you aware of the show Seinfeld? Yeah, okay. So there was wait, a... Wait, Rory, as an enjoyer of Seinfeld, I have to ask you the... The, the Ninja Turtles question in regards to Seinfeld character. Okay. Can you give me a ranking? A ranking of, of the big four. Okay. Uh, not the Ninja Turtles. Four not Ninja Turtles because we know that that Raph is number one, so we don't need to go over it again. All right. You know what? I mean, this this may be a big four character. This may be blasphemous, but uh, I'm going George Costanza number one, Kramer number uh-huh. two, Elaine and Jerry. That's exactly yeah, my I, list. Exactly. That, was, that, that is her list. I, I have uh, Elaine and Kramer switched. I have Kramer third. But okay. other than that, yeah. Yeah, not bad at all. Anyway, go on. Okay. So I was reading this article. It was like a list of phrases 
from Seinfeld that didn't exist before the show. And now they're like everywhere. So there are 15 phrases on this list. This Dolores! So I want, I want to know if you can name any or all of the 15 most common phrases that happen because of Seinfeld. This is too hard. You know what you should have done? You no soup for you. No, 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 this is, no, no, no soup no. for you. I'm going to make a suggestion. I'm going to make a suggestion. This is my segment. Give us, give, us some real, give us some real Seinfeld quotes that have become part of life, and then throw no. some fake ones. We'll, no. Yeah. No, that's, that's we, too easy. That's how we play games yeah, around that's, here. That's too easy because this this is like, I'm I'm not even like a diehard Seinfeld fan, and I could probably do 10 of these. They're so easy. No soup for you. You're looking at the list. No soup for you is one of them. Rory's in the lead. <laughs> You're losing. Um, I, I I agree. Those on the list. Uh, uh, he's a he's a he's a low talker or close talker. Close talker. That's another one. That's not. Wait, uh, that's not a saying. Yeah, that's that's yes, close talker. Came about that's, because it's in the article. So I, I'm not. I'm not. So yeah, if I just say puppy shirt, then that's that's the same. Does it count? <laughs> puppy so shirt is not on the list. Puppy shirt is not on the list. Over one. You lose. You lose. Let's see. Um, Scary shenanigans. Um, oh, I just had one. Wait, wait, wait. Low talkers and close talkers are both. So that was like both a dual one. Yeah, both of them. Both of them. You giving him extra credit? <laughs> yeah, well, he got two of them. No, he didn't. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I uh, I just had another one. Newman. Think of I what? Newman. Newman. No. I Think of that. like here. Okay, here's because apparently the game is too hard. Um, the phrases are like they might be like labels you give people or exclamations, <laughs> normally by George. I feel like there are a lot of George ones because he's completely ridiculous. Calvin doesn't like this game. Nope. Don't like it. <laughs> you know, I'm, mm. like, I'm, not, I'm not good at remembering things without prompts. <laughs> okay, fine. Let me see if I can. Do you want me to, like, prompt you? Or should I just tell yeah, you the list? Me. I don't know if uh, I can prompt you. Can you pr- but if you can't prompt me, then you can just tell me the list. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Yes, that's one on the list. All right. You say that these pretzels are making me thirsty, but that how the what is it like? You can't stand you? Is that one? No, because I don't know. I don't know. Can't stand you. That's probably that's a good one. That's a good one. What? Can't what stand you, Calvin. Can't stand you. Can't no. No, that's see, that's everything I say is not on the list. <laughs> No, but but you see, it's not just a regular phrase. Like when Rory said it, he said it like George. No, like I don't, that was I don't that people say in George's voice. What? Yeah, I know that people say. First of all, he didn't even say it right, but that's fine. He just said wow. pretzels that make me thirsty. He didn't go. Yeah, that's these pretzels. No, he pauses. He goes these pretzels. These pretzels are, are making me thirsty. thirsty. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want me to read some off of the air, or do you want to think about it more? Oh, yada yada yada. Yada 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 is one. That's one. Rory's killing it. You're killing it. What else do I? What else do I have here? I had one. I lost it. 
I don't know. I don't know. I think. <sighs> some of these are so. Some of these are so good. You're killing me. I'm really having a hard time. All right, we're killing too much time here. Okay. So... All right, sorry. All right. I will list them. You ready? They're in alphabetical order. These are going to be awesome. I can already. I can already. Okay. There is. Okay. These are in alphabetical order, so they're not like, you know, best to worst or whatever. Okay. Um, anti dentite. Mhm. Oh yeah. Bro or man's ear. Uh, sure, man's ear, sure. Close talkers, you guys got that. Um, double dipping or the double dip. Mm. Okay. Yep. Um, Festivus. Sure. Are people really Did still carrying Festivus? People, yeah, people uh, definitely still do Festivus things, really? Calvin. I, it happens. What was that um, The jerk store. Ah, they're running out of you, Liz. Yeah, you have a shirt with that, Rur. Of course. Okay, uh, low talkers, you got that. Man hands. I was. That's okay. the one I was gonna say. Man oh, hands. There you go. Man hands. Um, master of my domain. Another one. Oh yeah. Okay. The the mimbo. Okay. Catch it, catch it. Uh, regifting. Okay. There was, and, that wasn't a huh? thing before Steinfeld. I mean, guess not. It wasn't a big thing. Spongeworthy. Spongeworthy's oh, on yeah, there. Spongeworthy. I almost yep. got there. Look at you. Aha. Um, another one is shrinkage. Then there's Spongeworthy. I was in the pool. Um, <laughs> wait, shrinkage wasn't a, shrinkage. I know for a fact shrinkage as a word exists. No, so here's the thing. Calvin here's invented thing. that word, Liz. Calvin. Yeah. Calvin. Calvin. It may have been a word, but it's like it's now like a thing that people say because of Seinfeld. No, there are according, words to, according to whoever wrote this. Yeah, I'm putting a stop hand up to the phone. No, I would, I, in fact, in fact, on the illegitimacy of that last one, I would check no. this entire. The entire no. list. No. Yeah, Frinkage? that's how I feel about the list. No, no, Spongeworthy. Okay, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Yada yada yada, and that's the end. Okay. Well, Calvin's Good not game. impressed. Calvin's not impressed, Liz. You have something really to impress him with your me. second segment. <laughs> there's other there's other ones that I was thinking of, like Spare Square. Uh-huh. Like, that's another one. That wasn't on the list that I love. Okay. But, well, I'm glad Bear you guys were What's that? that a complete success. Spare a Square. What? You know what? Elaine, Elaine needs to use uh, some toilet paper. You can't spare a square? Oh, He's fair square. Number two. I thought you said fair square. I, I was like, what's fair yeah, square? square. I, I, thought you were, I thought you were mistaking it for that episode where he was even Stevens. I like I like that you just assume that I'm wrong. <laughs> I thought you were just referencing something incorrectly <laughs> instead of saying the right thing. Well, so um, you didn't hear what you said. So, before you go, uh, R.I.P. Abe Pagoda, guys. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. It's so sad. Oh, there was something else I wanted to say before was... I let you go. Last oh, time. you're letting oh, us oh. go now. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I feel bad I'm taking all your time. Um, the last thing that I just read before I came on was that there is apparently, like, a TV drama coming up about 9-11 and about these specifically 
the road trip that Michael Jackson and Elizabeth Taylor take away from New York City during the 9-11 tragedy that's happening. And Michael Jackson will be played by Joseph Fiennes. <laughs> I don't know who that is. By who? Joseph Stalin? Joseph, Joseph Fiennes. I don't oh. know He is a white British actor. He's Ray Fiennes' brother. He was in Shakespeare in Love and other fine films. Yes. Is what? He's very. He's he's just like a British white actor. He's going to be playing Michael Jackson. Uh, what? What was Michael? Was Michael like looking white at that point in his life? Probably, I guess. Oh, yeah. more, I still, more importantly, he's the less good Fiennes brother. Yeah, why, why he is like. Yeah, Ray Fiennes is also known as Voldemort. That's like his big. I'd say that his that's his most known role now. But but he's very uh, white. Like I just feel like even even if like Michael Jackson is paler than I still feel like it's an odd choice. It's a weird choice, right? I think I, I heard that uh, Halle Berry is going to play Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> nice try. Can I can I say that? I, can I go that way? Is that? Oh wait, sorry. It was it was Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor, and Marlon Brando. <laughs> it's gonna be outrageous. But look out for that. It's gonna be good. Um, all right, that's all. Sorry, sorry that okay. this segment was apparently the worst, but I guess it's like, you know, it'll make the rest of your show look awesome. Oh, this this, this entire show is the worst, so we're holding up okay right now. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, I guess uh Thanks for having I guess me. Which, uh, what do you want uh, on the way out here? Oh, no choice. And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they'd understand When everything's made to be broken I just want you to know who I am Hey, Liz. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, it's so bad. <clears throat> um, okay, Calvin, back to David Blatt. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know if you've been following what's going on around town, but, like, uh, by town I mean America. Uh, so, like, other head coaches like Rick Carlisle and uh, guys like uh, Stan Van Gundy are, are making quotes about how it's a tragedy. This guy was 31-11. and 11. He was two wins away from the NBA Finals. How could they fire this guy? You know, if if uh, results don't matter, then you know why? Then what's the point of even coaching? Like, if you're just going to get fired, right? Have you even heard a lot of that, Ray? Yeah, I I mean, I heard the Stan Van Gundy stuff, and I mean, I didn't realize that Carlisle said it. But when Carlisle speaks, I think a lot of people listen, especially in the especially in the coaching community. So, um, yeah, to me, this is going to make it pretty difficult for Cleveland to find a good head coach, they have to hope that Teron Lue is the guy and that he wants to stick around now, right? Because no good head coach is going to want to go to Cleveland at at this point, unless they have a good relationship with LeBron already, right? So they've pretty much much tied their hands for the next three years. They have to keep Teron Lue, or they might as well just give the coaching duties to LeBron, right? No, I'm going the other way on this, all right? Screw that. And here's and here's why. How many times really have we had conversations where uh, we've talked about how, like, coaches 
much like quarterbacks, we just had this conversation about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Peyton Manning got the credit for winning that game, even though he wasn't spectacular. But coaches should not be judged purely on wins and losses. Coaches, what makes a good coach or a bad coach is how much does he get out of his talent, whether or not he makes guys better, whether or not he makes the team better. Bottom line. I can coach the Cavs tomorrow to the 31 and 11 record that they've had if I had LeBron James on my back. If you look at you look at uh, all the things coming out about David Blatt, how he was an enabler, wouldn't criticize his his star players. Uh, he let LeBron overrule him in the NBA Finals. Uh, you know, drawing up a play and then LeBron scratching yeah. it out and trying to I wasn't saying that, that Blatt was a good coach. I was saying that firing a guy when you're in that good of a situation. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it sort of just doesn't look good, and I think it's going to hurt them going forward to find a good coach. That's all. Maybe, maybe it will hurt them because perception around the league is is wrong. But my point is, is this is wrong all the way around. Like he wasn't a good coach. It doesn't matter yeah. that the thirty one. Shouldn't have hired him in the first look, place. Well, just just look at their sets. Look at the way he runs timeouts. How many, seriously, post-game shows, how many times have we had these, these same conversations about coaches? The record, his record to me doesn't matter. So they were number one in the East. Was there a scenario in which they weren't going to be number one in the East with LeBron on that team, with uh, Kevin Love on that team, with Kyrie coming back? No. no, there really wasn't. But that doesn't mean he was getting all he could out of him. Did they have a chance to win the NBA Finals with David Blatt at the helm? Hell no, they didn't. So why not move it to a, to a guy that LeBron does respect because he did lose the respect of his team. But to me, it's not even just about that. It's not just about the fact that like LeBron didn't respect him and you catered to LeBron all the time. I don't necessarily think that. But he was. But that's the point of is that's the problem with him is he was a caterer to LeBron. He was never going to stand up to LeBron. So why not bring somebody in who does have a mind of his own? Uh, that's that's my thing. It's like yeah, he deserved to get fired because he sucked. Forget his record. You can objectively look at a coach and not go, oh, bottom line, they won games. Well, yeah, they won games because they had more talent than the team they played, not because the coach was better. And, and that's where I'm at. Let's let's move beyond this evaluating coach by wins and losses BS that's been that runs rampant through our American society, man. It's the decline and fall of the American values, and I don't appreciate it one bit. Can I tie this to the Patriots? Because they just fired Dave Guglielmo, Guglielmo, their offensive line coach. Now, this is sort of the flip side. The Patriots were winning games. They got to the AFC Championship game. They played kind of crappy as an offense in that game, but I would attribute that to Denver's defense being great. The next day, basically, they fire their offensive line coach. The argument there is that he didn't have the talent to – be able to do anything with. So on the flip side of that, Calvin, if you're winning games but you don't have the talent, how do you justify firing a, a guy like that? Well, can I can I offer a uh, go? I don't know a, a, a rebuttal, I guess. So so here's the th- here's the thing about that uh, that Denver Patriots game. Yes, the offensive line was decimated. Yes, that's true. But would you also not say that there were plenty plenty of plays? during that game where it seemed like not just that they were bad, but that like offensive linemen or, or like running backs back to protect the quarterback, like simply missed their assignments. Like how do you, how do you leave Von Miller unblocked? That which seemed to happen on at least two occasions in that game, right? Well, I mean, I'll tell you, you a, co- a couple of those times it's because Cam Fleming, who's not a very good offensive lineman in the first place, was not even 
playing up on the line. They had him backed off the line for some reason. And if you're going to give Von Miller a running head start like that, an extra yard or two, he's going to blow by you every time. Every time. Right, so he wasn't on the line, so wouldn't doesn't that factor into the offensive line coach as well? I, sort I would of say, I would in, say in, so. Yeah. I would say so, but I mean that's not all of it. I'm not. Sh- I mean, I don't know. Maybe obviously I don't have the the intricate uh, the intricate details of why Bill Belichick would fire somebody like that. But um, I mean, I I have a hard time believing that it was just from that one game. So it, it just they've been winning games is my point. And they're a winning team under him or with him as one of their coaches, yet he's the only guy that they got rid of uh, this in the past week after this game. I just found it very interesting that they did it so quickly. Uh, and it's almost like they were trying to put that out there and make him sort of the scapegoat as a unsaid reason for why they lost the game. And obviously that's all speculation on my part, but that's how I'm going to – Go with that. Anyway, I tried to tie it into David Blatt's firing there, and I'm not sure if it works, but I hope you enjoyed that little segment. Um, we do have a little bit more time here. I don't want to go the entire 30 more minutes, but maybe we can do a little rapid fire on these middle subjects here, Calvin, and then uh, hit our all-star reserves because it is it, it's all NBA stuff. Um, Why don't we... Uh... Why don't we push our all stars to next week, and we'll talk about the other, the other because I, I do have some detailed thoughts on Blake Griffin, and we can sort of be more, around the uh, Oh, okay. I thought you were looking for all star predictions, so you don't care if the, uh, oh, re- the list is I out. Your all star team. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just I just want your all star team, but we can do that next week. All right, then let's let's hit on Blake Griffin and. You tell me what you're hearing out there because you you probably have a lot more of the rumors down than I do. Uh, but one thing that I did hear today that I f- thought was interesting uh, was Doug Gottlieb on the radio was sort of indicating that he had heard that it was over a girl. Blake Griffin punched an equipment manager for the LA Clippers. And as he was getting ready to come back in a few nights, I think, and play for the Clippers – we expected him to be in uniform in the in the TD Garden on February 10th for those g- tickets that were given away. Looks like he's not going to be there now because he's out another four to six weeks with a broken hand after punching somebody. So what have you been hearing about this story? Uh, and I don't know, do you think he deserves to be suspended after he comes back and is healthy? Well, let's set the scene real quick. So reportedly, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Blake Griffin was you know, with the team. Uh, this guy th- that was with him was an uh, equipment manager named Matthias Testi. Uh, these guys are reportedly friends. They vacation together in the off season. Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and this guy are like very close together, so they're close friends. Uh, I had not heard the rumor about it being a girl. Uh, I didn't. I have not heard anything specific other than they were at a restaurant. Blake Griffin uh, and this guy. Uh, exchanged insults. Griffin punched him in the face. Uh, the guy, you know, had messed up face and went outside. Blake Griffin followed him outside and punched him in the face again. Look, I don't know what they argued about. We'll probably find out at some point. But I, I will say this: it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter what they argued about. I don't know. I don't know what your school of thought is on this word. Uh, yeah, I agree. I yeah. 
I grew look back in high school, back in the day, I used to get in fights all the time. And at some point, you know what? I grew up. I realized getting in fights are stupid. Unless unless somebody threatens you or like threatens your family or you know what I mean? Unless somebody like that <laughs> tries to physically attack you or like this is- yeah. This is basically what Kyle said, Calvin. He basically said that yeah. that that, that uh, Blake Griffin did something that all like teenagers do at some point. They get in a fight with somebody and they're they're doing it for whatever reason. And he was alluding to the fact that it was over a girl and that he himself, Doug Gottlieb, had gotten in fights for that exact situation. But he wasn't 28 at the time. He wasn't. I don't know if that's even how old Blake Griffin is. I was just throwing the number out there. Mid to late 20s. He wasn't a million-dollar athlete that uh, had actual money on the line, like huge dollars on the on the line, punching somebody. Uh, Griffin made a stupid move, and that's basically what Gottlieb was saying. Yeah, and, and, and even, like, some people will, will, like, add other reasons, like, oh, maybe he said something racist, or maybe he, like – insulted his family or like to me if someone insults you like that's not enough to get into a fight no i don't like i don't like protecting your manhood or like having pride like as far as i'm concerned like getting into a fight over pride is something that an idiot does like there's nothing there's nothing cool about that like you said this, this is not even factoring in the fact that blake griffin has an nba career in he has all these interests to protect. This guy is certainly going to be entitled to some money now. You'd have to assume at some point, right? If, if, and not, not only <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how close they are now. We'll see who pays for the next vacation if they're still right. friends, huh? Even if you want to, even if you want to try to make the argument that this, that uh, this guy prompted some sort of uh, response from Blake that was justified hitting him at the restaurant. Once a guy decides to leave and go outside after being hit, clearly he's not trying to fight you at that point. To go out there and hit him again, it's essentially just being vindictive. It's that's assault. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing that right. like lands most people in jail in most situations. When somebody's not fighting back and you go out, especially as a guy who's Blake Griffin, what, 6'9"? Uh, I've, I've seen a photo yeah. of him standing next how do you, to this guy. How do you think it feels to, to be uh, punched in the face by Blake Griffin? Yeah. And this guy looks like he's under six feet tall. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you're taking advantage of somebody that you're, you're bigger than. You have a positional advantage over him. Obviously, any, if this guy hits Blake Griffin back, he's going to be fired, right? I mean, he's smart enough to realize that. So you're Probably. taking advantage of a guy who... who financially, uh, physically, he's smaller than you in every way. Like, I hope you feel good about yourself, Blake Griffin. Okay, should he be suspended? Uh, yes. You know why? Because he's probably going to avoid being arrested, and that's what would happen to most people in the situation. So I'd like to see him, yes, get, get a suspension out of this. Since it well, sort this, of- I mean, it, makes me, it really makes me wonder, like, how close to, to Blake is this guy? If this guy did say something to provoke him, is is he going to sort of back off, or is he going to be the guy that looks for a lawsuit? If they are friends and they vacation together and they're really that close, maybe maybe the guy does just brush it off as uh, a scuffle between the two of them. They're still buddies. Nobody cares. There's no money exchanged. If they're really that close, can't you see that happening? I mean, I don't know. I I haven't felt violent towards any of my friends really ever, but I have gotten in some scuffles where, I mean, it got a little physical, but nothing crazy in the past. So I could see where, where they could still be friends after the fact. But I mean, how likely do you think that is? 
Um, you know what? It, it's still, like you said, it is possible. Uh, I don't know specifically what they got in a fight over. If it was a girl, you know, once they're, once you know they move on to the next girl, it's possible at that point to be like, I can't believe we fought over that girl. That kind of thing will happen. Uh, but if it's but if it's you know something where like the girl ends up with one of them, then then that's the kind of thing that can that's live it. around yep. forever. You know, bye. That's yeah. It right there. Like, yeah. So I I think that hypothetically they could be friends again. Um, let me ask you this: What do you what do you think about just just like Blake Griffin now as a as a basketball player? Like, do you think that the Clippers should think about trading this guy? In all seriousness, if you if you look at the way they played without him, if you look at now this incident. Does that does it factor in at all to you? Like, well, I mean, I don't. I hate to be like, or I, I hate to do this revisionist history type of thing because that's what I will probably be accused of. Um, maybe I'll go back and listen to every single show I've ever done and see if I can pull some audio about me not buying into Blake Griffin because I never really have bought into him as a number one or, or, or two type of player, Calvin. Sure. He's a superior athlete. He's a great dunker. Uh, he has worked a lot on his post moves and his jump shot. So he's got, he has improved since he's come into the league, but I, I still don't look at him as a, a leader of a team, as a guy that would carry a team. And that's why I thought the Clippers were going to be in good shape when they brought in Paul Pierce, because he could be that leader without having to do all the physical stuff. And they could sort of let Blake go, go wild or, or, and still have, they of course still have Chris Paul, who is an excellent leader in his own right. So I thought the Clippers were going to be really playing well with Blake. Um, But like you said, they've been better without him. And I just, I don't know if it's Doc Rivers system, if they're not putting him in the right places, or if he really is not a, top one or two player for a a team. Maybe he should be a third option type of guy. I've just, I've always looked at him as a player that has some raw basketball talent. I've just, I've never thought of him as a well-rounded player. And maybe, maybe you're going to accuse me of revisionist history out there. Maybe you don't believe that that's what I've always thought, but um, I just, I've never really bought into Blake Griffin as a player. So that's, that's that. Oh no! I believe that's what you've always thought. I just don't think that's a sustainable argument. If you if you look at his numbers, if you look at his basketball, what is it that Blake Griffin doesn't do well? I don't like his personality. I don't like Blake Griffin. But as an all around basketball player, he's pretty much good at everything. Like I, I would take him on my team in a second, even though again I don't like his personality very much at all. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I feel like he's he's not a leader of it. I mean, he can't take things on as far as that's concerned. Sure, he's a good athlete, like I said, and an excellent talent and a one-on-one stud. But I just, for some reason, when I when I see that team play basketball, it just, I've, I don't know, I say things about the flow of the offense in the past, and I, that's something that's sort of cliche that I like to to lean on. But it just, for some reason, I just don't like the way that he fits in out there and like I said, maybe it's just a system, and if he was playing somewhere else or under a different coach, it would look a little bit different. But from what I've seen, it just doesn't seem fluid with him. And I know I don't really have any specific examples, but that's just my general feeling. All right. Well, fair enough. I Yeah. I, I don't like him. I want to sort of 
go along with that. I think since there are flaws in his personality, I wouldn't want him being the vocal leader of my team. But in the Clippers' case, I don't obviously the leader of the team is Chris Paul, so I don't right. really think they have. I just think that, that it's a it's a matter of the pieces not totally fitting together, and Blake and DeAndre, as much as they like each other, it it might not you know it might not work out, and you might want to move Blake for maybe a, like a dominant small forward. You know, Blake for Kevin Durant might still be on the table. Who knows? Wouldn't that be something? Um, all right, what's next here? We got about. 20 minutes left in the show, and we're creeping up on it. The Warriors and the Spurs played a big game last night. It was a it was a rousing affair. Tim Duncan was out, and people were talking about that before going into the game, which to me wasn't going to be a huge factor anyway. And the Warriors, Calvin, boy oh boy, they they just did it again. They they just put a whooping on the Spurs. There are clips out there of Steph Curry just making uh, Kawhi Leonard just looked like he's sliding around out there on the ice. And he looked like he was playing hockey. People are talking about that play with the crossover. Uh, Leonard is one of the top players in the league at this point. And Steph Curry made him look pretty silly on that particular play. So there were a lot of instances. You are a little annoyed. I was going to say there are a lot of instances in that game where it just, I don't know, if the the Spurs are supposed to be the, the top uh, the top contender to beat Golden State, nobody's going to beat them. Nobody. Nobody stands a chance. Yeah, what I was going to say is I, I am a little annoyed by the, the no Tim Duncan thing. And it's because Tim Duncan played against the Lakers the night before when they, they certainly didn't need him. It just You know what it is? It's just so transparent to me that Greg Popovich is trying to play this stupid mind game where he's like, hey, we're not going to play Duncan in this game. If, you, if San Antonio, if, you happen, if we happen to win this game, it'll look like, hey, uh, we, can, you know, we can beat the Warriors even without Tim Duncan with, you know, and if they if they lose this game, it's like oh well, you guys didn't have all your guys. Tim Duncan, yes, is not what he was in, in, at the start of his career, but he's still a, a huge part of their defense. But that game last night, you're right, it wouldn't have mattered at all if Tim Duncan had played. No. Uh, you know, it, like maybe they would have lost by 18 instead of 30. But I mean, no, that and really, that's, like, what kind that's of- what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to ma- it matters in general. I don't think there's anybody out there. That can beat this Golden State team, and definitely not in a seven-game series. They, if they're healthy going into the playoffs, they should roll, man. They should, they should set a record for uh, least amount of wins getting to the finals and winning it, because or least amount of games, I should say, getting to the finals and winning it. Because I can't see them losing more than a few games if they're if they're healthy and they're looking right. Here, here's the thing, and you know, I I watched some of that game last night, and uh, Popovich did not hesitate to try out Kawhi Leonard on Steph Curry, and mm-hmm. Steph Curry still did Steph Curry things, juked mm-hmm. him several times. There were plays. There was a play where Kawhi got behind Steph and tried to block him from behind, and he had another guy in front of him, and he made the three between them mm-hmm. anyway. That was outrageous. So, yeah, he's unstoppable. Yeah. But but here's the when thing. He's feeling right. I would still significantly favor the Warriors in a series against the Spurs, but I don't think it. I don't think it's impossible that the Spurs could beat them in a series because what we're not considering now is is like the grind of, of playing a team, you know, four four to seven times in a row. How the physicality of the Spurs can can you know potentially slow yeah. them down to a, to a degree. So how that's, physical that's is Lamarcus? First of all, that's the, that's going to be the key because. 
I think Golden State is physical in their own right, especially in the post. Draymond Green is a physical player. Andrew Bogut, if he's healthy, he's a physical guy too. So, uh, I mean, and I mean, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are no slouches out there, Calvin. I, I don't know if physicality is really going to be the way to beat this team. Yeah, I, again, like I said, I'm not saying that I would pick the Spurs. I just, I'm not ruling them out the way that I ruled out the Cavs after watching that game. I guess is what mm. I'm saying. Okay. Uh, Maybe, yeah, maybe I need the next game in San Antonio. Maybe if they do the same thing in San Antonio, maybe I'll be there the way I was with the Cleveland situation. But, yeah, yeah, I still, like I said, I, I would still take the Warriors all day in a, in a series, but I'm not there. I'm, I'm not, you know, gift-wrapping the, them the NBA championship quite yet. <laughs> well, if they're healthy, I'll give them right now the way they're playing, man. I just, I just don't see how a team is going to be able to figure out how to beat them. There's there's just nobody that has the talent in the league, if you ask me, top to bottom, um, that that can match up with them if they're healthy. It just it just doesn't look good for the rest of the league. They are just dominating everybody pretty much uh when they whenever whenever they want to. If they're on nobody's stopping them. Um but that's that's it. That's all I have on that. You wanna say anything else? Uh, no, I'm kidding. All right, finally here tonight, your coach Calvin. What did he do? I didn't even hear about this, so you're gonna have to you have to set this up for me too. What did your coach do? Well, uh, Byron Scott uh, uh, posted a, a picture of himself on Instagram with a hashtag Elite Training Center with one of the Lakers, and. Uh, you know, the comment section, the Instagram comment section does what Instagram comment section does. Uh, so my Instagram user, Yo This Kobe, a picture unlisted, it's just, you know, the, the silhouette, uh, uh, left the message, you better have them hands when I see you, bruh. <laughs> Byron, yeah, Byron Scott underscore four at Yo This Kobe, bring it. Byron Scott 4, and show your face. Don't hide. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. this is going to be a Byron Scott 4. I saw you after a game. I was calling your name. You kept your head down and went to your car, boy. Byron Scott 4. I'll say it again. Bring it. Oh. So, uh, so you know, obviously somebody in the media saw this, got around to, to Byron Scott, and the next day he, he was asked about it. And he said, oh, no, that that wasn't me. My Instagram account was hacked. Uh-huh. Of course it was. So, yeah. So, one, should I take this as a sign of frustration uh, at this point in Byron Scott in the season, or is it just that Byron Scott is a salty old dog who probably would fight anybody who got in his way? Byron Scott definitely did was was this. He this his account was not hacked. Uh I that is the oldest excuse in the book and I just find it so hard to believe unless yo this Kobe is the one that that hacked it and he was just working both accounts at the same time um which would be quite the troll work done by yo this Kobe. So either way, points for him. You're a computer hacker, right? Let's just say. Or maybe you are a computer hacker. What do I know? Maybe. You're, you're a computer hacker. You're like, hey, I'm a Lakers fan. I'd like to have Byron Scott's uh, Instagram account. 
let me post this picture of Byron Scott tra- training with somebody because that'll be fun. I'll just pull it off his laptop, and then when comments come, I'll just I'll just say bring it. You know like, what? That does, wasn't does even that... a picture. That was a video. That was a that was a video, Calvin. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I'm saying, wouldn't you be a little more colorful in your language or in what you said if you hacked somebody's account? Wouldn't you be like, um, I'm going to rub my balls against your face or something? <laughs> something. Yeah, if you really like... if you really hacked their account and you wanted, no, you know what? I don't know. If you hacked their account and you wanted to really make it look like it was them, maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you're a legitimate hacker. Maybe you you're not just playing a prank like some people uh, that call the post game show are trying to do. We had a guy call the other night and tell me he was uh, I, I was screening calls for them the other night, and he uh, he told me he was a Native American, and he tried to to say he tried to get me to say his quote unquote last name on the air, which was not something that I was going to say on the air. So I just don't know where these people come from, Calvin, but um, they're out there. So maybe maybe this guy was a legitimate prankster, and he hacked Byron Scott's account. And he knew exactly what what it would look like if Byron Scott was going to respond to him. So I bet I bet this. Now I'm thinking that this, this this actually was a hacker situation, and this guy know knew exactly what Byron Scott was going to say. No, of course not. This is Byron Scott. Yeah, I'm impressed that you even had a caller the other day on a post game show. Yeah, I love that oh, he screened him. Justin Justin Poulin and uh, Gelso last night had multiple callers, and there were a couple people that we didn't recognize their phone numbers, if you believe that. So I did screen them. One of them we brought on because he was a legitimate caller. The other one, uh, just like I said, was saying a name oh, that uh, that he wanted us to say on the air. He said he was very proud of his last name, so please say it on the air when you bring me on. And I was like, okay, we'll bring you on a couple minutes, buddy. Never brought him on. Bury the gatekeeper. Keeping him out. Keeping those hackers yeah. out. Hey, man, what can I say? We, we don't want any prank pranksters here. He was like, oh, I want to give a shout-out to Isaiah Thomas. I was like, okay, that's great. But I'm I'm not bringing yeah. you on now because I know you're a fool. I'm very proud of my last name. But how did you think that was going to work? You can't draw attention to your last name. You have to, like... Let the other person not think about it at all. Yeah, exactly. It's bad prank. It's bad pranking. Well, he said it, and I was like, okay. I, I was like, okay, Jesse, great. We'll bring you on. I'll, I'll let him know that Jesse's on. And he said, yeah, but can you say my last name, please? I, I'm really proud of it. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever, buddy. <laughs> right. That was probably the moment when you realized that he was a prankster, right? No, I knew. I knew right when he said it that it was not something we were going to say on the air, and. He now I need to know what this is. I need to It's really not that bad. It's really not that bad, but I'm still not going to say it. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. It's it's not it's not a cuss word. But now that I've talked about it so much, when I if I were to say it, people are going to start thinking things. I'll just I'll just oh, tell you later. A, it's not a cuss word. Then say it. All right, just tell me later. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it for us, Calvin. All right. All right. Um, Play the music so I can make the thing that I make. Which is oh, words right. Out of my oh, that's not the right one. <laughs> we will be back next week. If you're looking for the post-game show, you will find it tomorrow night 
after the Denver Nuggets come to town. I don't know why I'm promoing this because I forget who's on. Doesn't matter. Tune in. I'm on on Friday with Max Sandgrund. See you later, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Good night, everyone. Bye, Calvin.